Welcome to episode 28 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hola, bolsa de carne. That's hello, meat bags in Spanish for you multilingual people out there. I will say that the rest of this podcast will be in English. Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 28, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of April 2022 and AI Knowledge Corner. Here's my personal news about me for the last two weeks. I spent quite a lot of my man hours, my brain here, thinking about doing things with streaming online. So I've got two PCs and four monitors and a Raspberry Pi and a Dell all-in-one and a Motu Ultralight MK4 and Electro Voice RE320. Doesn't this sound good? I've got all the bits, all the gear, and no idea. I've been looking online, trying to find out how to get this thing working. I've downloaded Streamlabs and Capture software and all sorts of stuff. And do you know what I've only gone and done? I've managed to just break it all more. I've managed to somehow make it way worse than it was to begin with. And as a result of all that, I now can't use my headphones. So I have no idea how I sound. Well, I've got some idea how I sound. And I can't use headphones to edit either. For some reason, my Ultralight Motu MK4 isn't outputting to my ear rolls in its headphones state anymore. Go figure. I don't know. If anyone out there wants to help your man, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, goof over here, please reach out. You can find me on No Agenda Social at goof at noagendasocial.com. You can find me uh, via email, gwff777 at protonmail.com you could even find me via some other form of communication in any other way go have a look online somewhere i'm there reach out help me out please i need help is that is that enough begging for help done now this has been a long intro in this episode the top story is google has published their new achievement Pathways Language Model, or PALM, scaling to 540 billion parameters for breakthrough performance. PALM demonstrates the scaling capability of the Pathways system to thousands of accelerator chips across two TPU V4 pods by training a 540 billion parameter model efficiently with a well-studied, well-established recipe of a dense decoder-only transformer model. Pushing the limits of model scale enables breakthrough, few-shot performance of PALM across a variety of natural language processing, 
reasoning, and code tasks. Palm paves the way for even more capable models by combining the scaling capabilities with novel architectural choices and training schemes, and brings us closer to the pathway vision. Enable a single AI system to generalize across thousands or millions of tasks, to understand different types of data, and to do so with remarkable efficiency. <laughs> a funny example of that model is this conversation where this AI is able to explain why a joke is funny. User asks, Explain this joke. Joke. Did you see that Google just hired an eloquent whale for their TPU team? It showed them how to communicate between two different pods. <laughs> Model responses. Prediction. TPUs are a type of computer chip that Google uses for deep learning. A pod is a group of TPUs. A pod is also a group of whales. The joke is that the whale is able to communicate between two groups of whales, but the speaker is pretending that the whale is able to communicate between two groups of TPUs. <laughs> Stop me, please, somebody. In other news, NVIDIA reveals H100 GPU for AI and teases World's fastest AI supercomputer! NVIDIA has announced a slew of AI-focused enterprise products at its annual GTC conference. They include details of its new silicon architecture, Hopper, the first data center GPU built using that architecture. The H100 a new grace CPU superchip, and vague plans to build what the company claims will be the world's fastest AI supercomputer named EOS. NVIDIA has benefited hugely from the AI boom of the last decade, with its GPUs proving a perfect match for popular data-intensive deep learning methods. As the AI sector's demand for data compute grows, says NVIDIA, it wants to provide more firepower. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. More firepower for more bucks, eh? More bucks for NVIDIA. In the bank. Bucks in the bank. Thirdly, Waymo's self-driving cars are going fully driverless in San Francisco. Now you know where to avoid. Look out, homeless. <laughs> There's more ways for you to die in San Fran now. Waymo will begin operating self-driving taxis in San Francisco without a person behind the car's vestigial wheel. In a March 21 blog post, it said it was ready to begin introducing the Waymo driver in fully autonomous mode and called it a major step on our path to developing a fully autonomous commercial service. Waymo, which, like Google, is owned by Alphabet, didn't say when it would begin phasing out the so-called safety drivers in San Francisco. 
Oh, good luck, Californians. Well done, you guys, for being the first to step up to the plate and be sacrificed for the driverless future we're all waiting for. Fourthly, new publication about bias in AI has been published. NIST or NIST special publication 1270. Towards a standard for identifying and managing bias in artificial intelligence. This document and work by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, in the area of AI bias is based on a socio-technical perspective. The intent of this document is to surface the salient issues in the challenging area of AI bias and to provide a first step on the roadmap for developing detailed socio-technical guidance for identifying and managing AI bias. Specifically, this special publication describes the stakes and challenge of bias in artificial intelligence and provides examples of how and why it can chip away at public trust. Identifies three categories of bias in AI, systemic, statistical, and human, and describes how and where they contribute to harms. Describes three broad challenges for mitigating bias, datasets, testing and evaluation, and human factors, and introduces preliminary guidance for addressing them. Thanks, NIST. Important workers over at NIST doing important things, like Special Publication 1271, underway now, I should imagine. Do you remember way back in the day when they explained to us exactly how 9-11 happened? That was handy. And for your fifth bite... New paper published by researchers from New Jersey, Institute of Technology, New York University, and Cross Compass Limited. Transfer Dynamics in Emergent Evolutionary Curricula. Pinsky is a system for open-ended learning through neuroevolution in game-based domains. It builds on the paired open-ended trailblazer, poet, system, which originally explored learning and environments generation for bipedal walkers, and adapts it to games in the General Video Game AI or GVGAI system. Previous work showed that by co-evolving levels and neural network policies, levels could be found for which successful policies could not be created via optimization alone studied in the realm of artificial life as a potentially open-ended alternative to gradient-based fitness, minimal criteria, or MC, based selection helps foster diversity in evolutionary populations. The main question addressed by this paper is how the open-ended learning actually works, focusing in particular on the role of transfer of policies from one evolutionary branch or species, to another. We analyze the dynamics of the system through creating phylogenetic trees, analyzing evolutionary trajectories of policies, and temporarily breaking down transfers according to species type. 
Furthermore, we analyze the impact of the minimal criterion on generated level diversity and interspecies transfer. The most insightful finding is that interspecies transfer, while rare, is crucial to the system's success. If you guys got any of that, well done. You're obviously the right person or non-person AI to be listening to this particular piece of podcasting. <laughs> Am I wrong? Now, not quite halfway through at six, new article entitled The Miserable Lives of Cyborg Truck Drivers argues that AI and automation can make a job worse than before. Quote, it's a cycle which goes like this. 1. Paid mostly by the mile. Truckers are required to use tech that logs whether their truck is moving and that dings them whenever they're forced, for reasons out of their control, to sit parked and waiting. 2. To cope with this situation, truckers wind up working crazily long hours which increases the risk of becoming drowsy at the wheel and so... 3. The trucking firms respond by requiring the vehicles to bristle with surveillance, either to warn the truckers if they're about to fall asleep, or to provide the employer info for liability purposes if there is, tragically, an accident. Technology, AI and automation are thus both symptoms of and causes of increasingly lousy work conditions for truckers. Automation and AI don't reduce the number of jobs in an industry. In fact, there are more jobs than ever. But they're crappier jobs, with humans run ragged to keep pace with ruthlessly optimised high-tech systems. Now, this isn't necessarily a problem created by the technology. It's created by terrible business models. You could certainly improve the lives of truck drivers with some simple policy changes. For starters, you could pay them by the hour instead of by the mile. That wouldn't fix everything, but it'd help reduce the most pernicious dynamics propelling those brutal and unsafe 60-hour weeks on the road. Until that sort of serious reform happens, tracking will continue to be a wretched example of surveillance and efficiency technology gone off the rails and the decline of a once vibrant job. End quote. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of slightly see a little bit of the trucker's anger about mandates and stuff, you know, experimental medical procedure mandates, that sort of thing. That's all I got to say on that. My favourite number, seven. A video game studio is looking to machine learning to cut the effort and expense of populating three-dimensional scenes with animated animals. Ubisoft showed off Zoo Builder a pipeline of machine learning tools that converts videos of animals into animations. The system is a prototype and hasn't been used in any finished games. 
in the absence of an expensive dataset that depicts animals in motion, researchers at Ubisoft China and elsewhere generated synthetic training data from the company's existing keyframe animations of animals. Previously, Ubisoft had released a paper on this topic. ZooBuilder 2D and 3D pose estimation for quadrupeds using synthetic data. This work introduces a novel strategy for generating synthetic training data for 2D and 3D pose estimation of animals using keyframe animations. With the objective to automate the process of creating animations for wildlife, we train several 2D and 3D pose estimation models with synthetic data and put in place an end-to-end -end pipeline called ZooBuilder. The pipeline takes as input a video of an animal in the wild and generates the corresponding 2D and 3D coordinates for each joint of the animal's skeleton. With this approach, we produce motion capture that can be used to create animations for wildlife. Brilliant! So I guess decades or maybe centuries from now when young human hybrid animal synthetic AI computer trans beings can look at animations of extinct animals and conjure up an imagination of how they might have looked in their natural habitat rather than on a screen or beamed directly into the frontal lobe cortex of something's brain or something. I don't know. I'm actually quite optimistic about where we're going and what we're going to experience in the next years, in the next few years, the decades to come as humanity. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a half glass full kind of cock. In other news, training relatively small architectures on an algorithmically, algorithmically, rhythmically, rhythmically, Training relatively small architectures on an algorithmically generated dataset. Althea Power and colleagues at OpenAI observed that ongoing training leads to an effort they call grokking, in which a transformer's ability to generalize to novel data emerges well after overfitting. This new phenomenon is discussed in a newly published paper. That shows that AI researchers have been mistaken about the meaning of overfitting. Models can continue to learn after they overfit and can go on to become quite capable. Groking, generalization beyond overfitting on small algorithmic datasets. In this paper, we propose to study generalization of neural networks on small algorithmically generated datasets. In this setting, questions about data efficiency, memorization, generalization, and speed of learning can be studied in great detail. In some situations, we show that neural networks learn through a process of grokking, a pattern in the data, improving generalization performance from random chance level to perfect generalization and that this improvement in generalization can happen well past the point of overfitting. We also study generalization as a function of dataset size and find that smaller datasets require increasing amounts of optimization for generalization.
We argue that these datasets provide a fertile ground for studying a poorly understood aspect of deep learning. Generalization of overparameterized neural networks beyond memorization of the finite training dataset. Number 9. Thanks to popular AI technology machine learning, algae boosting is possible. Algae is a renewable, carbon neural source of fuel for airplanes and other vehicles, typically powered by fossil fuels. New system helps algae farmers keep an algal colony growing at top speed. New paper details it. Machine learning informed and synthetic biology enabled semi-continuous algal cultivation to unleash renewable fuel productivity. Machine learning informed and synthetic biology enabled semi-continuous algal cultivation to unleash renewable fuel productivity. Algal biofuel is regarded as one of the ultimate solutions for renewable energy. But its commercialization is hindered by growth limitations caused by mutual shading and high harvest costs. We overcome these challenges by advancing machine learning to inform the design of a semi-continuous algal cultivation, or SAC, to sustain optimal cell growth and minimize mutual shading. An aggregation-based sedimentation, or ABS, strategy is then designed to achieve low-cost biomass harvesting and economical sack. The ABS is achieved by engineering a fast-growing strain, Siniquus elongatus, Utex-2973, to produce limonene, which increases cyanobacterial cell surface hydrophobicity and enables efficient cell aggregation and sedimentation. SAC unleashes cyanobacterial growth potential with 0.1 grams forward slash L forward slash hour biomass productivity and 0.2 milligrams forward slash L forward slash hour limonene productivity over a sustained period in photobioreactors. Scaling up the SAC with an outdoor pond system achieves a biomass yield of 43.3 grams forward slash m2 forward slash day. I think forward slash means per, doesn't it? 43.3 grams per m2 per day. Sorry. Every time I said forward slash there, replace that in your brains right now with the word per. Bringing the minimum biomass selling price down to an approximately $281 per ton. Well, that, that sounds pretty potentially useful, does it not? We could algo get us some energy. That'd be nice. Number 10, Andrew Ng. The massively popular AI educator is in love with Jupyter Notebooks. Andrew Ng writes, quote, a team I work with recently used a Jupyter Notebook to model their revenue projections, while other tools such as spreadsheets could have served a similar purpose. A notebook can include prose that articulates underlying assumptions, such as the rates of sales growth and customer churn. Further, 
It invites readers to play with these parameters to deepen their understanding of how they affect the business. I, Andrew Hmm, write and send a lot of documents and enjoy written communication. But if you're trying to explain a scientific or mathematical equation, simulating a business or other system, or presenting your analysis of data, consider sending your audience a Jupyter Notebook. This flexible tool even makes a great alternative to a slide deck. It's great not only for writing code to communicate with your computer, but also for crafting a story to communicate with other people. End quote. Jeez. Can that guy... Well, I mean, what is he? Is he getting some commission from his sales here? No, I do love a bit of Andrew. Mm. In all honesty. Right, number 11. In other news, that applies to both software engineering and artificial intelligence. New blog item argues that to get across an unknown place, one can move faster or find better paths. In other words, focusing too much raw performance can slow you down. Software making is no exception. The item entitled The Counterintuitive Rise of Python in Scientific Computing says, quote, In our laboratory, a polarizing debate rages since around 2010, summarised by this question. Why are more and more time-critical scientific computations formerly performed in Fortran, now written in Python, a slower language? The terms are vague, encouraging tribal wars between users based more on their habits than on objective assessments about the two approaches. Let's try to give some elements to reach a mutual understanding by narrowing the question, takeaway, speed is nothing if you're not using an adequate algorithm. And to ensure you are, sometimes letting go of a little speed to gain agility goes a long way. So the next time you have a tool to write for scientific computing, ask yourself, do I feel confident that I am capable of choosing and implementing an efficient algorithm for it? If you are, a compiled language will give you the best performance. If not, investing a bit of time learning an agile language to explore algorithms might be the best way for your tool to become blazingly fast. Previously, number 12 has been the last news item of the fortnight. However, in this episode, it is but another news item. Artificial intelligence. China researches Brainscale AI In the race to build ever larger AI models, China is showing that cooperation between the state, universities and the private sector holds the potential for gigantic AI models. The researchers are talking about Brainscale AI. According to their definition, these are AI models with parameters beyond the 1 trillion mark. Currently, the largest AI models include NVIDIA Megatron NGL with 530 billion parameters. Google's Switch Transformer with 1.6 trillion. And 
Wudao 2.0 with 1.75 trillion parameters. Brain size AI models could bring major advances. The team expects that giant multimodal AI models could have far-reaching implications for numerous AI applications. Multimodal means that an AI is trained with different related data, such as photos, text and videos. The researchers cite image and video annotation, image and video generation, multimodal search, answering visual questions, visual reasoning, object referencing, multimodal dialogue systems, and multimodal translation as application scenarios. Moreover, the experience gained in these fields could be transferred to other areas, such as AI in biology or chemistry. Yes, we're still going with Article 13. New paper from Surrey, United Kingdom. Interesting fact, Surrey is next to Kent. FS Coco. Towards understanding of freehand sketches of common objects in context. Abstract quote. We advance sketch research to scenes with the first dataset of freehand scene sketches, FS Coco. With practical applications in mind, we collect sketches that convey well-seen content, but can be sketched within a few minutes by a person with any sketching skills. Just as an aside, I am an awful sketcher and drawer. I'm a wordsmith. I can't draw. It would take me way more than a few minutes to sketch anything of any recognition at all. Our dataset comprises 10,000 freehand scene vector sketches with per-point space-time information by 100 non-expert individuals, offering, offering both object and scene-level abstraction. Each sketch is augmented with its text description. Using our dataset, we study for the first time the problem of the fine-grained image retrieval from freehand scene sketches and sketch captions. We draw insights on 1. Scene salience encoded in sketches with strokes temporal order. 2. The retrieval performance accuracy from scene sketches against image captions. 3. Complementarity of information in sketches and image captions, as well as the potential benefit of combining the two modalities. In addition, we propose new solutions enabled by our dataset. 1. We adopt meta-learning to show the retrieval model can be fine-tuned to a new user style given just a small set of sketches. 2. We extend a popular vector sketch LSTM-based encoder to handle sketches with larger complexity than was supported by previous work. Namely, we propose a hierarchical sketch decoder, which we leverage at a sketch-specific pretext task. Our dataset enables for the first-time research on freehand scene sketch understanding and its practical applications. End quote. Ay, 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 there's some real tongue twisters in here, aren't there? Fifteen! Still going! Yes, fifteen, I said again. One thousand plus AI-generated LinkedIn faces uncovered. 
two Stanford researchers have fallen down a LinkedIn rabbit hole. Finding over 1,000 fake profiles using AI-generated faces at the bottom, René DiResta and Josh Goldstein from the Stanford Internet Observatory made this made the discovery after DiResta was messaged by a profile reported to belong to a Keenan Ramsey. It looked like a normal software sales pitch at first glance, but upon further investigation, it became apparent that Ramsey was an entirely fictitious person. And finally, your last news article. A total of 16 this fortnight. Well done, writing team, for all your hard work and research. New paper shows how to guess details of face if only obfuscated or incomplete photo is available. Title. My style, a personalized generative prior. Abstract quote. We introduce MyStyle, a personalized deep generative prior, trained with a few shots of an individual. MyStyle allows to reconstruct, enhance, and edit images of a specific person, such that the output is faithful to the person's key facial characteristics. Given a small reference set of portrait images of a person, less than a hundred, we tune the weights of a pre-trained, styled GAN face generator to perform a local, low-dimensional, personalized manifold in the latent space. We show that this manifold constitutes a personalized region that spans latent codes associated with diverse portrait images of the individual. Moreover, we demonstrate that we obtain a personalized generative prior and propose a unified approach to apply it to various ill-posed image enhancement problems, such as in-painting and super-resolution, as well as semantic editing. Using the personalized generative prior, we obtain outputs that exhibit high fidelity to the input images and are also faithful to the key facial characteristics of the individual in the reference set. We demonstrate our method with fair use images of numerous widely recognizable individuals for whom we have the prior knowledge for a qualitative evaluation of the expected outcome. We evaluate our approach against few-shot baselines and show that our personalized prior quantitatively and qualitatively outperforms state-of-the-art alternatives. End quote. Finally, the knowledge corner! Yes! Let's learn! FSD stands for Full Self-Driving. What does full self-driving mean? Full self-driving is a suite of driver assist features that car companies hope can one day enable cars to drive themselves. It's not fully autonomous today, but that hasn't stopped car companies from calling it full self-driving, which has angered some self-driving experts. What is the difference between enhanced autopilot and full self-driving? Improved autopilot includes automatic tilt and many more features, whereas full self-driving functions include automatic changing lanes, congestion, and 
Stop sign monitoring. Autopilot is a driving assistance function that relies on the car controller to steer the vehicle. Are any cars fully self-driving? While no personal vehicles are 100% self-driving, the amount of driving these systems can handle on their own is impressive compared to what was available on the market just a few years ago. Which car is closest to self-driving? 10 Best Electronic Vehicles with Self-Driving Features for 2021 2022 Nissan Leaf 2021 Hyundai Ioniq EV 2021 Volkswagen ID4 2022 Chevrolet Bolt EUV 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E 2022 Polestar 2 2021 Tesla Model 3 2021 Tesla Model Y what year will we have fully self-driving cars? By 2031, full self-driving, human level or above, in all possible conditions where you can put kids by themselves in the car to send them to arbitrary locations without worrying, says... Mi Ozai, Associate Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering at University of Michigan. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay dangerous. Lovely bolsa the carnage.